Fun fact, um, I met Stevie Wonder one time oh, at an airport. And really? whenever people ask me, who's the one celebrity you met that you were like fanboying over? It was motherfucking Stevie Wonder. And wow. it was like, I was going, I want to hear this full story. I will tell you the full story. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the No Chaser Podcast. I'm Tim Shot the Wrong Suit. I'm Ricky Shucks. I'm Nikki Blades. And one more time, we got Shan Boudram. I forgot my name in the house. Thank you. And we got someone here, Shambooty, Shambudrum, Shambudrum. So we have a guest. In the house. <laughs> so uh, one time I was going through the airport, I was going through security, and I was like, oh my God, is that motherfucker, is that Stevie Wonder in front of me? Wow, that's Stevie Wonder. And I never, I never like go up to celebrities asking for a picture ever, ever, mm-hmm. ever, because I just don't want to be that guy. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, let me just let them do their thing. But this time I was like, bruh, it's Stevie Wonder. I got to mm-hmm. get a picture. So... I, uh, I I was kind Where of. Where were you traveling to? I want all the details. I forget. It's you know so many planes, so many flights. Oh, Who knows? I would Lord. know where me and Stevie Wonder were both going. We weren't going to the same. We were just heading in the same direction. Okay. And uh, so I saw Stevie, and uh, I was like, I have to get a picture. I asked, "Can I get a picture?" He said, "Yeah, of course." And uh, and actually, I wanted video for my vlog, and they were like, "No video, just a picture." Who's they? His his uh, entourage. But mm. like, what happened was. I just kept the video camera rolling and then just took video anyways. And then when I wanted the picture, I just took a screenshot of the video. You know what I'm saying? But took a picture with Stevie Wonder. It was awesome. And uh, he was super nice. And uh, and that's the story. And that's the only time I've ever really been like kind of like awestruck by a celebrity. What happened with this photo? I still have it. You posted on the gram? It's been on the gram a couple times. Got good engagement? Oh, crazy engagement. Oh, worth it. But I tell you what, you know what's popping for engagement? These fucking baby pictures, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And I and I never and I knew that was gonna be the case. But oh like it's crazy. Y'all need to have babies, man. <laughs> oh, that's sure. that's the for secret. Sure. Yeah. That's yeah. apparently Rick? No, 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 it's okay. I'll just I'll wear a swimsuit. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I'll wear a swimsuit yeah. to get like and, and I'll repost her picture. <laughs> Thank you. Rick and I are gonna tag team this Instagram shit while you two put the cute ass baby pictures up. Leave us out of this but conversation. True, there's levels to this. You start out with like the swimsuits being like the thing, yeah. and then you get with somebody, which that becomes a thing, and then you have a baby and you're like like, holy fuck. There's all these likes that yeah. I didn't even know were possible for someone like me. There is nothing worse than going to a doctor's appointment, expecting to be the center of attention, and then your doctor seems like they have better things to do and better places to be. You know, instead of listening to you intently, asking you how you feel and help you along, the doctor is just checking their watch, ready to get out of there. Well, on ZocDoc, you'll find quality doctors who focus on you and listen to you to prioritize your care. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. So no more playing Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor that you haven't even met yet. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So go to ZocDoc.com slash Tim and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Tim. ZocDoc.com slash Tim. It's wild, bro. Like, I didn't think I was, I was, you know, I'm over here like, I'm, I'm hyped if my shit out of a million point five followers, if my shit hits a good like 12,000 likes, I'm like, and, and this is such influencer talk. I hate to be even saying it, but like when the shit hits a good like 12K likes, I'm like, this is solid for me as a man. You feel me? Okay. As a man, this is solid for me. Um, This is great. And then when I started posting the baby shit and I hit like, 
a hundred thousand likes again. I'm like, wow. Am I Lele Pons? Am I Inanna Sarkis? Wow, this shit's going crazy. Oh, your damn baby about to be in all the vlogs. Poor child. Man, you have a very cute baby. Thank you. Well, I appreciate. Did you guys ever remotely consider the like our baby is private? just the back of the baby's head baby life yeah that was that was considered i think uh i mean even you know even in terms of like a, you know the relationship i mean i always try to keep a balance right i feel like in terms of social media you try to micromanage what do i actually want to share and mm. what is fair game right and then for me we definitely like debated a little bit it wasn't even like a deep conversation but it was like do i actually want to just put it out there like that and then but then when you really when I really thought about it and I was like, you know what, we put out the whole fucking relationship. If I've seen Chia's water break, I need to see the baby's <laughs> face. You literally videotaped Facts. the Facts. water on the ground and the yes. under it wasn't just like, oh, the water broke. It was the underwear and then looking down and, and you it know was what? like it was a very uh, beautiful water break though, because it was clear. It was what what was yours? Not clear. What? There's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff up there. A lot of stuff. What color was it? A little bit. I mean, it had some membrane in there. A little bit of insane little, in the membrane. A little bit insane in the membrane. <laughs> I've and always was, told Shannon she needs to drink more water. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, for Chia, she is such a private person. You know what I'm saying? And I, I didn't think she was gonna be down to share that much of it. Mm. Um, but for her, she really was like attacking it. Like, there's so much about that type of shit that people don't talk about. Yeah. And um, all the gross shit and all the, like the the weird shit that people don't address that she had never that we had never heard of. She was like, "Let's put it out there," you know what I'm saying? So like, there was some shit about the uh, mucus plug. Yes. Yeah, that I had never heard of. Do y'all know what this is? Nope. nope. So before your water breaks, bro, there is this thing that comes out the cooch where it looks like you hocked a giant loogie mm. into your panties. Mm. And it's called the mucus plug, and it comes out before the actual water breaks. Oh. And I had never heard of that. And and on, and on and to be honest, when me and Chia were, were sharing the whole pregnancy story on a video, um, I cut that part because I was like, no one knows what the fuck this is. Like, I don't know if this is interesting, right? But she was like, no, that's why I want to share it. So I was like, all right, cool. I kept it in. And there were a lot of people who were like, wow, I had never heard of that before. Yeah. So Chia's whole... Uh, thought process was like on some more documentary scientific shit like let's mm -hmm. show the people what we had never heard about before yeah. and I was surprised because you know she's a very you know well before she met me she had she wouldn't put her she didn't have no Instagram she wasn't trying to put things on the internet like that but she kind of took it as a uh, an opportunity to talk about things that people wouldn't normally talk about so I was like yeah alright cool let's put it out there and so we did the pregnancy video and you know a lot of people were like oh thank you for sharing this because a lot of pregnancy stories kind of uh avoid all the gross shit and just kind of talk about the nice fluffy the stuff the beauty of it the beauty of it but we definitely had the gross shit in there you know what i'm saying we had the mucus plug whatever that shit was and we had the water break in and I made sure to include a lot of her just in pain in the hospital <laughs> that, that feel awkward filming yes because in my head i'm like Am I an asshole for filming if the nurse this? Walks in, you're like, Shh. yeah. I'm like, I'm, let me get this shot real um, quick. All right, take two. <laughs> yeah, I felt like you know, a part of me was like, how much of this is okay, and then how much of the, you know, like, do I want to just be the guy with the camera? But I, you know, I, I, I set the camera up when she was really going through it and was just trying to be there. You know, um, how much of that were you guys? putting out there and like sharing of your baby. oh i'm so we're both on the same page when it comes to sharing which is such a great integral thing for somebody who's on social to have with their partner i think it's really tough if you're on different pages but uh we were just it kind of was just about it it did feel awkward because i saw somebody else who insta storied their entire labor mm. but was on their own insta story being like oh uh, holding the camera <laughs> it's, was it's happening one. It's happening. Yeah, and it was like, ah, oh, but you know, it's but it's still it's still really cool because at the end of the day, I've never seen that shit before. Yeah. So I watched all seventy frames. It was one yeah. of those insta stories that was like, um, and but it is something about it where you're just like, you know, just be there. I'm actually glad what we did for the uh, pushing part. We just put the phone when we knew that we were going to have the doctors come in. We just put our uh, voice note on. And so okay. we have the audio of the oh. bird and the audio of the first sound. And I forgot that it was even running. Okay. So I kind of liked that. 
Yeah, that's cool. I was I was told that I wasn't allowed to film the actual birth, so I didn't film that. You know, who told saying? you that? Just everybody. Like they was like, you can film everything leading up to it and in between the pushes. But they were like, don't film the actual birth because they want everybody to be in it. Present. I'm yeah. probably sure yeah. it's for like legal reasons. In yeah, case they do some fuck shit. Potentially, Ooh. but 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 luckily, um, her OBGYN was one of my good homegirls from high school. Oh wow! So everything was very like transparent. What did you think? Do you watch the you watched Veda come out? Right. I did. Yeah. Did you see the head morphing? Yeah, bro. It was weird, bro. <laughs> like, uh, right, right before we get in, Rick, have you ever have you ever seen a child being born in like real life? In real life, no. I saw my best friend um, back in the day give birth to her first child. You were there? I was there. I was in the room. Oh, I was shit. allowed to. Yeah, I was allowed to. Pre Rona. Yeah, pre Rona. Pre clear, like a long time ago. So. Did you see the baby's head slide out? I did. Out? It was one of the craziest things. I felt really bad after because she was so hungry. She <laughs> took a bite of food and threw up. That was something that I didn't. I was like, what is going on? Like the whole after process like it's happening everyone's crying it's really emotional mm -hmm. but i did see the baby come out i was allowed to stay in the room what's up y'all so if you're like me you're gonna be spending a lot of time online shopping you know if it's 2 a.m i'm usually online looking at uh you know what i'm saying or i'm online shopping and uh, i know we all shop online and we've all seen that promo code field taunt us at checkout okay but thanks to honey manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the Past. Honey is the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Oh my God, it's lit. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online, which range from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. Wow. Here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping and uh, on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button drops down and all you gotta do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds and Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. And just like that, you'll find working coupons and you'll watch the prices drop. Now this helped me save money on camera equipment, clothes, um, a lamp, it's lit, all right? Oh, it's lit, a lamp, oh my God, I didn't do it on purpose. And just for y'all, I got a special treat, okay? If you don't have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast, all right? Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash nochaser. That's joinhoney.com slash nochaser. And uh, it's, it's a win for everybody. Hey guys, hey guys, you know you know what I love? I love making sweet love. I love love, I love, and I love making that baby I just made, okay? But sometimes it's not as easy as you think. Sometimes you might need a little help, all right? Which is why I wanna talk to you about Blue Chew. Now this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Say it with us, Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom by offering chewable tablets that can help men get stronger and longer lasting erections, all right? Now I'm just gonna talk to you from my heart off the top of my head here, not reading anything. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, okay? Bluechew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. Bluechew's sildenafil or taldalafil tablets are chewable, okay? Bluetooth tablets help men achieve harder, stronger erections to combat all forms of erectile dysfunction. It's lit, okay? So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. Here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Bluetooth free when you use our promo code TIM at checkout. Just pay the $5 shipping. Oh my God, it's lit. That's bluechew.com promo code TIM to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. That's just weird, man. It's crazy. I, uh, it's not like Knocked Up. You watch Knocked no. Up, which is a great <laughs> movie. And uh, I kind of went into it with that expe expectations. <laughs> and so what, what threw me off, first of all, in Knocked Up, <laughs> when the baby's crowning in Knocked Up, the baby is super uh, bald. It's just yeah. a, a little, a little a round <laughs> thing coming out, right? And then m my baby had a bunch of hair. Uh, so when when Breed OBGYN was like Tim, come take a look at this, and she was like, look at all that hair. I was like, oh shit, that that's crazy. <laughs> then, 
<laughs> so she was like, she. So with every push, you see the hairy head coming closer and closer to the light. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is so weird. Yeah. Uh, because like, okay, and 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 I, and I and I brought it up like this because she had busted a a, a really intense push where everything was about to happen and where it's like her 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 cooch lips kind of molded around the head of the baby right the labia menorah the labia menorah yes okay so she was really out there in the world yes yes it was all out there that was the time of birth technically it was it was well it was about to come out to the point where during a chia push the dr brie was like hold on a second uh let me get my shit on because i wasn't expecting all that to be coming out right now so i describe it like uh if you've ever seen did i talk about this in in the when i did an episode with you Uh, i don't think so. okay okay so you know those um those plants in mario the the ones that come out of the pipe i did okay let's talk about i'm I'm just bringing up again anyway the plants in mario that come out the the ones that the 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 ones that it it looks like that holding up like a ball in its mouth you feel me Mm. that's how far her coochie lips were extending and i was like this shit is crazy (laughs) and and people always say you're gonna cry and i didn't cry because i was just so in shock of like everything that was happening you know what i'm saying like it almost i couldn't even process it like i felt like i was watching a, a, a an episode of er you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, jared said it was like violent to watch <laughs> like he said he's like the baby's dead for sure because the skull the plates of the skull are like malleable so the baby's head was like like yeah. doing all this weird shape stuff and then the doctor was had either like both of her hands inside of yeah. my vaginal canal and was like a foot on the bed pulling it apart. Foot on the bed. Yes, like pulling that shit apart. You Ooh, just did you tear? That's not what it looked I like didn't. when I was in the room. I it was didn't. just so pretty. And it was. But you nice. didn't tear. I didn't tear. You didn't tear at all. Mm-mm. What did you what, use? What an elastic I vagina. Did, I coconut did, oil. Uh, perineural massages every day. Oh, okay, see, I was gonna say there had to have been something in yeah. order to prevent. Because when like I was this? in the. You, and I have a tool. It's a oh. big oh. metal heavy tool like this. And then, so it's essentially like a, a G-spot stimulator, okay. but it's the, one, the other the, direction. That way. So it goes that way. Okay. So then you do that and then you pull like this. Ah, the perennial. To help. Oh. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. So we read on the perennial massage, but we only probably did it like a couple nights. Um, we probably could have did more. Uh, so it's like you actually get your fingers in there and kind of yeah. rub. So what, so what does that do? It stretches it out or gets the, the skin comfortable with ha- receiving pressure. Got it. Mm. So oh. Chia had a second degree tear, which is oh. isn't as bad as a third degree tear, which I think is cooch all the way down to the asshole. Oh, no. Whew. Women are amazing. So, so then they go and they put stitches. They stitch it up. Stitch it up. So okay. my homegirl, Brie, <laughs> after the baby was born, I remember walking by as Brie was stitching shit up. And she did a great job because I remember walking by and being like, that shit looks great. <laughs> it looks good. It looks damn near normal. <laughs> it's just a little swollen, but it looks good. Good job. And how long until you were? Um, how long until you were able to have sex again? Uh, I was able because I didn't tear. Yeah. Technically, we could have, but as I mentioned with my water break in, that was the part that I didn't realize. Everything that comes out of your vagina from when you, after you have a birth and on is fucking gross. The baby is a miracle and amazing, but the stuff that comes out, mm-hmm. gross. So I wasn't interested in having sex probably until six weeks after. Six weeks, okay. Yeah, okay. but I, yeah, it, gross. <laughs> What'd you do with your placenta? It, that shit just slid in the ground. Oh, it fell on like, the ground? Yeah, Kaiser Permanente. And it you threw just, it away? Well, because, you know, she was putting my shit well open, right? And yeah. then, so I think that it just, in the melee of it, the baby came out and then it just slid out and was on the ground, which was crazy. And then a dog came and munched it and took <laughs> it away. <laughs> they were walking around. Why do I envision that? <laughs> it was like a crime scene in there. Cause oh. the placenta is big. Oh Jesus. It's like, you know, it's like a large piece of steak yeah. and it's very bloody. So then it was just crime blood everywhere on the ground. Well, it's funny that you say that because I'm actually gonna eat uh, half of Chia's placenta. In pills? No, 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 no. We, we we saved it and we had a company turn half of it into pills and I specifically asked this company I was like can you save me the other half because I want to grill it like carne asada I'm gonna like fry it up with some like garlic and onions what in the YouTube video is that what this is <laughs> well you know so here's the thing like there, that's yes there that's, are, a, that's a yes the- well, yeah yes <laughs> it's yes. definitely going in a YouTube video but I've, I've heard about people well, I've heard about the mothers eating the placenta to regain the nutrients that they lose during childbirth, right? And 
So I asked Chia, I'm like, would you want to do this? And she was like, I don't know, I'm kind of iffy. She's like, if anything, I'll do the pills. And she's still iffy about that even, right? But in my head, I'm like, all right, well, shit, if, she not, if she's not going to do nothing with it, I might as well. <laughs> Is it in the freezer so she's right gonna now? Let it's it in go the freezer right now. It's good for up to a year, the lady said. So In your freezer? In my freezer at home. Yeah, yeah, next to our Hot Pockets and our uh, French <laughs> Toast. Uh, so <laughs> I was like... Let me see what's good. Uh, you know, if she's not going to do nothing with these nutrients, then I'm going to fuck with it, right? Yep. So they they prepped it, uh, sanitized it, and it's in the half of the placenta's in there right now. And I, I have this whole thought process where I feel like, you know what I'm saying, if you, eat, if you eat some weird shit that people wouldn't normally eat, you might get some some potential nutrients from it that people wouldn't normally get, right? Mm. So I got it there ready. I'm going to fricassee it. I'm going to throw it on the grill. Yeah. I just envision when you feel lingua. like you're low in estrogen, you're gonna eat that. <laughs> oh, my estrogen's popping! Bro. <laughs> Look at how I'm sitting, dog. <laughs> true, this is true. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, all right. So we all kind of go through some difficult things here and there. You know what I'm saying? It's been a weird time in the world, um, and sometimes you just need somebody to talk to, or maybe you know you're feeling just just weird, right? So that's why I want to talk to y'all about better help, okay? Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Now, me personally, you know what I'm saying, especially when, when the world is in a weird place, sometimes I don't want to be creative. I might have a little writer's block. I don't know what to create or I might feel like I'm not creating the right thing or I just, I just don't know. Sometimes you just don't know, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes it helps to just talk to somebody which is why you can start communicating in under 48 hours with BetterHelp, okay? It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, all right? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. All you gotta do is visit betterhelp.com slash nochaser, that's better H-E-L-P, and join the over one million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional, okay? In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and No Chaser listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash nochaser. But yeah, so I'm I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fuck with it. I'm gonna make up, of course, a YouTube video. Well, on the topic of that, because you're interested in additional nutrients in your life, breast milk. Yeah, drinking it, using it, tried it. Where you at, dude? Uh, well, I mean, right now it's all going to the baby because we got a little baby. We got to feed that motherfucker, right? Uh, but there was a time when we had it uh in a little thing and uh the baby knocked out and I was like. You gonna finish this? <laughs> you asking your you gonna, daughter? You gonna finish that? Hey, hey, <laughs> hey! And 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 this is where Chia wasn't a hundred percent comfortable with the breath. It, we were it was a process, right? So we had it in a little syringe, and the baby knocked out. We weren't trying to wake it up again. So I was like, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just finish this little half a thing we got, and I, and I took it, and I'm like, well, that's tasty. Yes. Um, how about you? You say it again for the people in the back. People think it's gross. It's tasty. Who thinks it's gross? Many people. What do you mean? A lot of people think really? that breast milk is disgusting. They have this notion in their mind that I think it just become, comes from this idea. Like even the uh, stigma around vag the vagina. Mm. Like though the vagina is fishy, the vagina is gross. Like what mm. comes out of a woman's body is gross. But breast milk is delicious. There, well, there, there was one day where I tasted it and it was sweet. And one day I tasted it was a little bitter. So I think it, it, it kind of depends too. I did a taste test uh, with a friend of mine where we did um, almond milk. And then I did breast milk, and then I had pea milk, which, you know, pea milk is like an mm. L thing. What? Mm -hmm. it's yeah. Like a, yeah. It, pea from milk, peas, not pea. From peas. Right. Yeah. Oh, yes, <laughs> from peas. Well, yes. Chickpeas? No, it's, no, no, peas. It's called plant milk. Like it's green called, peas? What's the actual brand that makes it? Um, Ripple? Ripple. Yes. Fuck yeah. Ripple is delicious. Ripple's delicious. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so I put it in like carnival style, and I was like, drink it, and then tell me which one's the best. That's all you're doing. Which one tastes the best? Breast milk one. Wow. Was it because it was sweeter? It is sweeter. There yeah. I am. Yeah. Do you have any on you? I, I can't. <laughs> she I'm has probably them in at the her. place of like needing to pump shortly, but uh, I had to stop doing this. People are getting mad because I was making everyone try my breast milk. <laughs> and well, people online were like, this is not safe. But the truth of the matter is, right after you give birth, you've had so many tests that I am one of the safest people out there. Right. Why wouldn't it be safe? 
I mean, because if I do have an STD, it's a bodily fluid. Oh. If I do have COVID, like if there are risks associated with interacting with someone's bodily fluids. Mm. What? But I was well, tested up. Well, I know one of the biggest trends online for people that are in beauty industry and in the fitness industry is buying breast milk. Mm -hmm. Like people go online and are trying to find this because it's really, you know, full of nutrients. And then for your skin, they they rub it all over. I saw this one woman that was taking frozen breast milk from her sister-in-law and was rubbing it all over her face. Her acne cleared up within two days. Really? Yes. Well, it's antibacterial. <laughs> Tim is going to be over there. Chia, come here. Just yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, bro. I had pink eye. Don't ask me how I got it. <laughs> I'm still not sure. It was, But it was around the time when my aunt had just given birth to my little cousin. Okay. She told me to put some breast milk in it. I was like, this is not a time for jokes. <laughs> and she was like, no, seriously. So I was like, at this point, I'm willing to try anything. The next day. Bro. Really? So you no drop joke. some breast milk in your eye? Yeah. Yes. Fucking... You should even do that for the baby. If the baby gets like a blocked tear duct, shoot some breast milk in the eye. Yeah. Ear infection, shoot some breast milk in the ear. Ear infection? Yep. What the mm -hmm. heck? I actually went away for work uh, for two weeks shortly after, maybe two months after I gave birth. And so I had all of this breast milk. I had to pump, in essence, that would just go down the drain. So I have like 101 uses for breast milk because I used it. I put that shit on everything. Yeah. Man. Our friends made a, a cookbook, a breast milk cookbook. Yeah, all the things right. you can use breast wow. milk to cook. I don't remember. I didn't read any Who's of it. Who's his friend? But, uh, Lux. Luxie Boo. Shout out to Luxie Boo. Yeah. Uh, follow her OnlyFans. Uh, <laughs> do you do you have an age where you will stop breastfeeding and how do you feel about people that breastfeed their children until they're like <laughs> five or seven i'm gonna tell you the real deal truth is that i am a b cup you guys have known me for a long time mm -hmm. do you ever think of me as someone who has standout boobs um they, they fluctuated <laughs> yeah i mean i've always felt like you've had nice b cups but not like not to the point where it's like i leave the room like Oh like no! A topic of conversation: <laughs> boobs. Yeah. I have exquisite breasts right now. <laughs> they are phenomenal. So I think for that reason, I'm like, I don't know if I want to give this up. Um, like it's, what, it's, what what cup are you at now? D. Oh, you're at a D. Yeah, but like you'll see. Like if I get, you know, if I haven't, I, there's many videos online of this. My my breasts, and I'm because I haven't experienced this life before. It's like having a temporary boob job. Oh, okay. so when I you might say, be one of those ten years old, still you like might you might just. <laughs> just <laughs> oh, uh, so yeah. the longer you breastfeed, you the longer your body you yes. keep producing. Yes. Wow. Well, that's why I've always heard about people that were breastfeeding for a long time, and also just the benefits because of for course, some for reason it's, it's for the baby yeah. and you know intelligence. Yeah. But yeah. overall, when uh, I have large breasts. And I've, I've always had big boobs my whole really? life. Really? But, you know, they're <laughs> hidden today, which y'all all know, because I pull them out occasionally, put a shirt on today for you guys. But my mom was like, you need to use lotion and moisturize all the time. And I was like, why? She's like, because when you get pregnant, your boobs are going to get so big because genetically, like our family has really big boobs. They're like, you're going to get stretched out. So you need to make sure you moisturize now because when that day comes, your boobs are going to be so big <laughs> that when they do go back down eventually you got to make sure that your skin can go back mm, oh, and i'm the type of person that goes up a cup size every month so i fluctuate but yeah i fluctuate between um cd to like d double d monthly oh. based off of my period so oh, i it's a uh, it's really dramatic all the time so i could only imagine but do you feel <laughs> have you ever looked at somebody and went yeah that's too old it's tough because of like Dr. Seavey says that you should breastfeed until they're in school. Um, and then so from from the breast or give breast milk. <laughs> I, I mean, it's there's an argument for both, I guess, because also the skin to skin contact, it's the bonding, it's the oxytocin. And then in addition, the saliva from the baby communicates with your nipple duct to tell your body what the baby needs. So if the baby, for example, is sick, them breastfeeding and latching on tells your bodies to make more antibodies in the Word? breast milk. Really? Yeah. So why aren't we drinking more breast milk? Man, look. Because it's weird to be like, mama. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel oh, like, I feel, I feel a little tickle in my throat. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me get a titty real quick. <laughs> mama. I think it's, once they start talking, it's, it's weird. Because I definitely, like, there was um this, this, this woman on YouTube who was making uh, breastfeeding videos and her kids were old enough to be like, mom, I'm hungry. Yeah. I'm but, hungry. but is it running only up weird? to it with a toy car in their hands? I mean, <laughs> but is it only away. weird because we sexualize it? 
I don't know if it's sexualizing it. If anything, I don't. I never view the process as sexual at well, all. Well, I feel like right. from the outside, right? Like right. you'll see we sexualize kids. boobs. So, yeah. so that's why I ask. Because when if, I see somebody feeding somebody and the, the kid's very old, I almost look at it like the mother has a very bizarre uh, attachment. Like okay. She's yeah. very needy. Mm. So and it's kind of it's a little like sister wife ish sort of kind of homeschooling a, a high school kid. There's something about it that's like yeah. let that kid grow up. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I don't see it weird like. Oh, that's sexual. It's just like this kid can eat regular food. Uh huh. Yeah. Why? Why are you doing this? You know what I'm saying? If anything, you can put it in a cup for us and give it. You know what I'm saying? If you really want them to have those nutrients, so when it's from the titty and they're like seven years old, <laughs> it's weird. It gets a little yeah. yeah. I'm down. Uh. But not weird like that. If you're doing that, I mean, do what you do. Yeah, I mean, we I just do don't get it. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. That, that's why I was like, that's really one of those things to think about because I had a family member that breastfed their child till it was like, why are you doing this now? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was like, but why? Like, mom, just a titty out of my mouth. God. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, what's going on here? But then what about the, the moms that can't breastfeed? Well, that's the thing is that I think it's just everyone's journey. That's how I think people should look at that of just at the end of the day, People have survived. That's a fascinating thing, I think, with having a kid, period, is I've never experienced the level of, I, I honestly feel like I have 500,000 stepmothers or mother-in-laws. <laughs> like, that's how much people are like, they shouldn't do this, they shouldn't do that. Like, their head shouldn't be turned to the left, they oh, shouldn't God. do the right. And you're like, man, if I came on your page and critiqued everything that you do, the way you sit, the posture, how high your socks are rolled up, like, <laughs> no one does anything perfectly. People survived. Like, we are resilient people, so you don't have to put this pressure. You have to do it a certain kind of way. Was that annoying for you? Like, going back to just putting everything on social media, how was that for you? Like, everybody trying to put in their two cents. Oh, I cents. let them know. What'd you say? Don't fucking tell me any advice. I don't, I'm not listening. I'm not interested. Look, I give the unsolicited advice here, <laughs> not you. I get paid to do this shit. Bro. So, by the way, tune into my podcast that's coming Listen, out. I'm very clear. I think I'm a big proponent of healthy relationships, right? So I let people know what my boundaries are. Mm -hmm. And I'm also very comfortable telling my audience, like, you are smarter than me in this area. I need your help. I did a video recently just saying that if you have a critique on my work, because, you know, Valentine's Day is like Super Bowl for me. So mm -hmm. I did a lot of brand deals. Like, to the point I was making myself annoyed. I was like, you're so fucking annoying, bitch, but <laughs> KY. Um, so <laughs> I said to my audience, I was like, because people were complaining. And then when people complain, other people police the complainers. Like, you don't have a right to say you don't pay her bills. I was like, you technically do. So please do let me know if my content's not serving you. Like if my if my advice isn't good. I did a episode of my husband's podcast where I talked about butt stuff. Mm. People didn't like that from me. So I'm, <laughs> I have a open ear in that regard. Right. But I can set a boundary and say in this area, I don't give a fuck what you're right. right. I have five people in my life. And this is the thing. Everyone feels so tied to it because they maybe had a kid before or they know somebody with a kid. So they feel like they have a like, great advice. But at the end of the day, there's seven billion people on this planet. Yeah. A lot of motherfuckers have had kids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, look, if, if I'm annoyed at my own mom giving me advice, <laughs> I definitely don't need to hear your advice, bro. Yeah. But, but to be completely honest and fair, um, I, I, you know, I read majority of my comments and there have been times where I'm like, I've read a comment. I'm like, oh. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm going to Google that, and then maybe I will explore what you're saying to me right now. Also, I'm going to pee. So you guys keep on talking about what you're talking about. Well, I was just going to ask. <laughs> oh, have, I was going to say, uh, culturally, everybody has different things that they do for mm -hmm. their children. And he's leaving on one of those things that I was going to ask about. Like, were there certain things that you felt that general knowledge that you would do and then something within your culture that was like okay this is a part of who i am and where we come from for some reason i don't know why but growing up there was a uh, i had seen like my, i have two older half sisters and i had seen like one of them get the we call them like gullah gullah, like the boogers out of their nose with their what own mouth gullah gullahs? Gullahs, like <laughs> just like I don't know. I can't tell you what language it is because I grew up around a bunch mm -hmm. of different languages. But they literally tell them tell them what languages tell them tell them what's your mix. <laughs> y'all already know. Go check my Instagram bio. Okay, <laughs> y'all already know. I'm not gonna say. But uh, they have no problem with just like sucking it out of their nose without like the nose thing, and they would just yeah. do it themselves. And and everybody thought that that was okay. Is there any strange things that you did? Tim might have a better answer to this because I I'm I'm not strange at all. I'm actually very normal and adjusted. But um, I don't I can't have one that I can think of. But I just think in general there's. I don't know. There's 
there's a people in my life who I'm like, you raised great kids. Because the thing about, with that thing, right? Like if I give you beauty advice, mm. you can look at my page and say whether or not you want to take my beauty advice based on the way that I look or how I carry myself. Or if someone gives you career advice, like, oh, what's your career like? But with kids, it's like, I don't know what your kid is doing. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, you might have a green ribbon kid and you're giving me advice on how I should or shouldn't raise my own. So it's like, for me, it was just more natural to be like, oh, this is somebody who they have raised a kid in such a way that I admire. And so mm. that's who I'm going to go to advice for. Mm -hmm. and green, green ribbon? Green, oh, like participation ribbon. Uh -huh. This, there. You didn't, you you, didn't you, make the podium. Yeah. You, just got, oh. you, did, you showed up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I never got that. <laughs> I was, I, I, was, I was up thing. there. Oh, Blue, you, were, you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew where you were going with that. But, uh, yeah, because I always found that it's interesting because everybody raises their children in a certain type of way. And then you have American and then you go culturally, then you break it down to whatever you are and where you come from. And then there's different traditions and things like for some reason. I don't know if it was just like a Filipino thing, but smelling their kids and just smelling them. My mom literally comes and smells me. And it's oh. something that she does. And my mom says that's a Filipino thing. So I didn't know if what there does was she smell like your hair? just just your feet, like your S feet, your body, just <laughs> your smelling your mom will smell your feet. Yeah. No, not just a Filipino thing. Is it not? Is it an Asian thing? Because no, it's, um, a, it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. So that's why I was. <laughs> well, I, well, I was just asking since you went pee. Like as an adult, like now. No, 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 no. no, no. First off, well, my mama don't come by me. <laughs> well, wait. <laughs> right yes, now. because your mom smell your feet. Not my feet. <laughs> <laughs> my butt. No. Um, <laughs> my mom, when she kisses you on the cheek, mm. uh, she does a, uh, a does a, like a like a smell thing type sm a smell kiss, and Chia was actually like. Is that a Thai thing where you where she sniffs you as she kisses you and um and I don't know if it's necessarily a Thai thing but I have gotten comments from like my like Southeast Asian people okay. where it was like yeah they'll sniff kiss you know yeah. what I'm saying sniff yeah sniff a little snizzy um and uh and and now that you bring that up. I, I I and I never thought about it you know what I'm saying I always thought that was just something my mom did but she does it like a and I'm like, oh, well, get off me, weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was asking, are there certain things that you did growing up or your mom did to you that you're going to do to your child? Like culturally, are there certain things? Because I didn't know not smelling your kids wasn't a thing. My mom always smells me. And she's like, that's a Filipino thing. You just see and you're <laughs> just like, oh, I love the way you smell. And also culturally, Hawaiians, too, in certain uh, cultures, when they greet you, that's why they come up to your face like that because you're breathing them in. All right. Yeah. Whenever after they do the haka, they always uh, get <laughs> real but, close. But you go close because you're breathing. You're breathing in their essence. So that's something culturally. And I yeah. know that with babies, they're seen as like there's you want all of that youth from them. So is there anything that you guys do? I mean, I, I feel like I def. I mean, I don't know if just because it's a it's a baby and I like that newborn baby smell. I definitely been doing a lot of sniff kiss, a lot of sniffing. Yes. <laughs> sniffing. Uh, I don't know how long I'm a I'm gonna be sniffing for, but uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, could be because everybody's been telling me too, like, yo, make sure you take in that newborn time because they grow up so fast. So get that newborn smell in, get that newborn time in. So I've been sniffing the shit out of that little girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I thought you was about to say something. I was, but then it's not relevant. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so yeah, I've been, I've been. I want to explore that train of thought. Um, it, it it's not about baby stuff. It was just a lot of people claim things as that's a this thing when it's not. Let's talk about it. Let's <laughs> yeah, talk that's, about that's, it. That's why, and, yeah. and that's why I always say that it's good that we talk about certain things because Tim said. I didn't realize that other people did that or my mom was just being weird. And I'm like, yeah. my mom did that. And she said it was a like she did it because it was a Filipino thing. And then you find out it's not. So, yeah. yes, let's talk more about yeah. it. Uh, I mean, I was just going to say that. Bro, let's talk about <laughs> it. Because yeah, um, every once in a while, World Star or The Shade Room will post this thing that's like, oh, man, uh, like uh, all black people growing up did this. Yeah. And I'm like. We did it this too. is my childhood as well. Yeah. But then if I comment that, everyone's going to be yeah. like, let black people have their black shit. And I'm like, yeah. but, but we all did this yeah. though. You know what I'm saying? But it's the exact same thing with Asian people. Right. With the shoes off. <laughs> every, every, no, that's probably an Asian thing. Oh, no. But it's also a, a, ca a Canadian thing. It's a thing. common sense thing. Uh, no, but, oh, but no, it's not so common because a lot of people, very uncommon. A lot of, a lot of people in the States don't do that. Yes. Right. We take yeah. But in Asia, Everybody does it. We all shit. take our shoes off. And, and here's the thing. When I, whenever I tweet about Asian people taking their shoes off before entering in a house, um, I get a lot of comments from different 
different cultures uh, saying, oh, that was me too, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm never like upset at that. Um, I just, you know, for me growing up, I felt like it was always just an Asian people thing because I had to tell a lot of my not Asian homies coming into my house, yeah. make sure you take your shoes off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, But I feel like uh, there's just so much shit. Like, like, for example, being late. Okay, mm-hmm. like everybody. Black, you on black people time. Right. You on Filipino oh, people time. Oh, oh, you yeah. on Hawaiian, Hawaiian time. Hawaiian time. <laughs> Hawaiian time. Black people yeah. time. Uh, colored people time, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah. And don't, we don't say that one no more. Yeah, but. exactly. <laughs> like that, that's why I hit it with the quote unquote because yeah. it's like it's not a thing that people say anymore, yeah. but it's a thing that people say, right? Because right. it's like, but at the same time, it's like everybody's fucking late. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> you know? late. Everybody's if you late. back in the day, everybody used to do the, you know, you're black if, you know, you're Mexican if, you know, you're Asian if, and it was the same yeah, shit. Same. It's all the same. The same shit, and they just wouldn't see it, like. Okay. You just, you just you know say you're not man, you white. You say kukui. <laughs> I think it's just you know you're not white if you do this. Because all, yeah. all of us are white sitting people there. are the only ones to be different. Right. Uh, I had a conversation by the way. My co-hosts on the show are white, so there's a lot of things that me and one of my co-hosts is wife, who's Latina, which what she does. And one of the things was the pans in the oven. Oh, I put my pans in the oven, so and he, and he was like. Why would you put your pans in the oven? My wife puts her pans in the oven. I said, space. I said, what is your wife? And then he said what his wife was. I said, because we need places to put things. We have tons of pans. We're cooking all the time. Yeah. And then you don't wash your pans. You're supposed to oil your pans. And you're, they don't go in certain places. So uh, they go in the iron. oven. Cast iron, you got to oil. Yeah. For sure. Oh, I'll be washing all my shit. Stop yeah. it. It's going to turn orange. I, that's not good. If, if I had it, it my one way. One of them did turn orange. Yeah, yeah. that's not good. Yeah. Don't wash it. <laughs> If if I had it my way, there would not be pans in the oven. Why? Is but that? because well, if I want to use, I don't want to have to take it out. <laughs> then you forget. Yeah, it's hella hot. But it's a lack of space. Like mm-hmm. Shannon said, it's like okay, well, shit, we got to put this in here. Yeah. So now we got to remember every okay. time. What about using the dishwasher as storage? I use mm. the dishwasher as a dishwasher. Do you? I don't know how to use Un- unless <laughs> black people things, right? Unless it's like a very small amount of dishes, you wash it by hand. Use so, it as storage. So check this out, right? Uh, well, my family growing up, we never had a dishwasher, so <laughs> I was always, well, I was the dishwasher. The dishwasher yeah. mm-hmm. um, and then even when I moved out and I had my own condo with a dishwasher, Chia was always like. Why you never use the dishwasher? I never yeah. used it because it was weird to me to use the dishwasher. Just one person. Yeah. That's like, what, four days of accumulation? Now it's gross. Well, I, I would let this shit accumulate, you know? <laughs> but now that we got this house with the dishwasher and I learned how to use it, yeah. I'm like, I'm using this shit all the time. Yeah. I still wash my dishes. I hand wash my dishes and then I let them dry in the dishwasher. Yeah. We weren't allowed to use the dishwasher exactly. growing up. They would they would tell you like it don't work. You got to wash twice. It doesn't get everything out. But they was paying a water bill. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's what it was. But my new place got water included. So exactly. guess what I'm doing? I'm exactly. running that damn washing machine. Two, two dishes. Yeah. On. <laughs> and to be honest, now that I have a child, I would definitely still make her do the dishes even though oh, yeah. we got to work in dishwasher definitely a, a, a part of me wants to tell her we're broke uh just to build some character you <laughs> feel me because i feel yeah. like growing up broke builds character for sure i don't want her to know that we got some good shit going on yeah you no me? let her know but still say no to her Ooh, that's, that's the better way to do it. i feel uh, that yeah <laughs> yeah no you're gonna wash these dishes yeah uh, so I guess, yes advice. I could buy that but I'm not going to you because you don't need that. that parenting advice that's fine <laughs> or text you or text <laughs> <laughs> no no she didn't have my number <laughs> really no I didn't yeah. after she, nine years of friendship you bro. know what it was it was, a, it was a blank contact for some reason she showed me my contact in her she phone. It had you. no number no, on there. No, he was there. The name was there. <laughs> Everything, the intention was set. When I had her phone earlier, I was putting my number back in her phone. You know what that was? That was to her. avoid that hand job. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, know, I know he going to be hand. texting me about it. <laughs> I know he going to be texting me about it. And I never like, today, did. Today, <laughs> tomorrow, next week, next month. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I feel, and I struggle with that all the time because I feel like, me being able to to look back and be like, we didn't have money growing up, really molded who I am as a person, right? And that made me work so hard 
growing up to not to, to just have a better life right yeah. and, and 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 shout out to my parents because i feel like i still i lived a great life even though we didn't have money you know what yeah. I'm saying? not to take away from the from the upbringing i had but i feel like the fact that it was like i you know i only had one pair of shoes per school year like that's the reason why i buy so many shoes now you know yeah. what i'm saying and um and and i and now that i mean look i you know shit's going good right now and i got this child who i feel like i will be taken good care of you know and i worked hard to take good care of my child and give her the things i didn't have a part of me is like you know maybe i do maybe i want to make sure she has some of this character you feel me that yeah. like where it's like okay um you can't have everything yeah. that you want you know i well, think that's different though between what chores you should be doing if you have a dishwasher then utilize the dishwasher and you can use that free time to read the economist or something yeah. like i had this debate with my parents actually because they were talking about that we were in essence we did a lot of um like jobs that were not like pertain to the kind of life that we wanted to have like yeah. growing up i did telemarketing i did door-to-door -door sales and like that builds character and that builds everything but i'm like it would have been nice if you had a homie who had a big company i could have gone and learned some really <laughs> hard interesting you know skills about life that would pertain to the quality of life i wanted for myself so yeah. you could still use the time just it doesn't have to be on things like washing dishes when you know for a fact they don't have to wash those dishes I'm i don't i don't know dishes. that yeah you you don't know that <laughs> what if, what if she moves out on her own and she has a dishwasher and then it breaks i was raised with that similar mentality yeah. my parents my my dad raised me to know how to do everything on my own and uh the women around me were very independent and then my father was more of the stay-at-home dad so i got a lot of my love from my dad and a lot of the structure from my grandma and my mom uh learn how to do everything on your own but we couldn't so it was the when you're out on your own you can't i do understand what you're saying though as yeah. far as like because of the circumstances like you can pick and choose yeah. like hey dishwashing is not what i'm gonna put a lot of emphasis on you'll learn how to but we have a dishwasher learn how to load the dishwasher properly so <laughs> yeah. you're not re-washing dishes <laughs> right like build my credit. Right. you know what i mean yeah my parents too. did my parents did though my gr my the first <laughs> book i got from my grandma was a book on uh finances Ooh. So my parents taught me that, but also taught me how to be by myself, yeah. which also goes to show why I am where I am now as far as being independent. And then my uh, problems with relationships, it all goes back to that. Yeah. But with race, <laughs> it, all, it really does. But when it comes to you two and, and raising children, you know, you guys are in a better position than mm -hmm. I was growing up. My parents were not in the same positions that you two are in, right? So learning how to wash dis dishes was in case of something yeah. happening, you know how to. now. How are you both going to approach that? Because I see a little difference between yeah. what you want to do. But you also have to consider your partners. How is co-parenting and the conversation you're having with your significant other as far as what you want for your children? Um. Uh. So so here's the thing, right? So like, like I said, Chia was the one that was like, why aren't you using your dishwasher, right? Mm -hmm. And I grew up never using a dishwasher. And in my head, I feel like I want to make that little girl do some dishes <laughs> at the end of the day i'm gonna be like yo look me and your mom just cooked you this dinner you gotta do the dishes like this is so that just sounds evil <laughs> i mean the way you're saying yeah that. <laughs> i know but i feel like it's a necessary evil you yeah. know no I, I think so too only because of the way kids brains work you know right. what i'm saying when when they see a shortcut that's it right you know what i'm saying so i think it's just part of that development like okay sometimes it's not going to be a shortcut available you got to know how to do it so while washing dishes when you have a dishwasher is technically stupid <laughs> and a waste of time it it helps trigger that part of the brain but there's probably that a problem I said there's more in a, there's a more applicable way to teach that lesson i just think that we put Sometimes when I think about the Okay, messaging. how would you do it? That specific thing right there. I mean, I haven't had it. I, I couldn't give you an example. Um, I, I hate that you did this to me because I feel stupid now. Thanks. You win. <laughs> Thank you. you win. That's why I asked uh, it because I wanted to. <laughs> I mean, you but started the argument. When I, was, I bought a house last year and there mm -hmm. was so much I didn't know. And so we shame people like you don't know how to work a vacuum, but yet you have a lot of people who grow up in middle class or lower class income homes where mm -hmm. a lot of the basic life skills you grow up not having. Wait, you don't yeah. know how to work a vacuum? No, I do. I mean, it's like, I can vacuum, I can cook, I can clean, I can, I can do all that shit, I but I can't to use yeah. for windows, right. which one to use right. for wood, but, depending on what kind of wood. Yeah. I can clean your hardwood floors. But, but why can't you do both? 
You could, but it's, I'm trying to say, it's like, we're not having a conversation about both. When the conversation comes up about raising your kids, people place a lot of emphasis on like the basic blue collar work. They're not talking about, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. The, and that's why I'd asked for what's important. I see where Tim's coming from is the work ethic, I understand. Like building, there, there's certain, there's something to say about those that know how to do for themselves, right? Like you said there were certain things you didn't know how to do. I was taught that. So all the basic things, how to cook, how to clean, how to do this, uh, vinegar can be used for this. I also learned about like general health care and wound care and just, if you had to live on your own, I'm raising you to live on your own. That's how I was raised. Yeah. And then all the other stuff was thrown in, but that's why I had asked. Yeah, I mean, for I, you and your child, what do you, do you want them to be extremely independent, which is a different parenting style? Or are you wanting to be like, hey, I want you like, to you use your brain. important for my kid to learn is charm. There we go. That's going to okay. be ingrained from like I one mean, years old. It'll get you very far. Yes. Charm mm-hmm. going to get you so far. Okay. I tell people all the time, I'm not the funniest dude in the game. And I'm not the most talented dude out here. I'm not but, the most attractive dude out here. But I'm charming as fuck. People love working with me. And that's why they hit me up for shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, well, how do you teach that though? I think it's one, socializing them. Like I was thinking about this. Like we were around, we were at this like uh, celebrity weekend getaway. And there was like a baby there that was like two years old, right? This baby could have been networking the fuck out of these people. Because <laughs> everybody wants to, wants the baby to like them, mm-hmm. right? It's such a rare time in your life where people want you to like them. Yes. And so, but the baby was like playing stranger. I was like, you could have gotten your Instagram <laughs> way up. If you played this differently, if you were, you know, socialized differently. I mean, obviously yeah. some kids are naturally shy, but I think you, we even do that right now. We have so many people come by the house. Like we have our own little bubble. Like I created an Instagram for that. That was just like, shared vibe because our house is a spot that people always stop into right. so i think that's a part of it being around people constantly not playing stranger right i'm sending that kid to improv class when they're three four yeah. years old <laughs> Yo, my, my nieces are in uh they're in a performing arts school mm-hmm. but i'll tell you this my sister doesn't like people and growing up my dad used to put me on the forefront and was like this is auntie and uncle be nice and socialize kind of like do all of that there's a lot of the socializing aspects but my sister wasn't But then for her daughters, she puts that out there, but also the option to let her know when something is uncomfortable for them. So it's a little bit of a balance, like not just being social because I'm telling you, you need to go and know people, but also like, hey, if you're uncomfortable, now you can communicate that to me, which I didn't have growing up and a lot of people didn't have. And that's why I've seen the trends of parents saying, you don't have to hug them or say hello because you feel uncomfortable. It it seems you know a a lot more dialogue around that yeah i think in terms of the being charming for business and um and 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 just being open in that sense right Mm -hmm. i think uh a lot of people and this is a whole another conversation right but the whole topic of um being sociable versus being fake because a lot of people are like i'm not trying to pretend like i like this person because it's fake yeah but then it's like when you're at events to socialize, to make connections, mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> everybody knows you're not trying to be best friends out here. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you are building relationships for a reason and there's a way to be sociable without being fake, without 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 putting on a front. It's like we're all out here for the same reason. We're working. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And How I, do you teach that to a child? Well, child isn't about that. <laughs> that's, exactly well, that, like, that's why he said it's a different yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. teach no, that no, to a kid. No, but it all kind of, but it kind of, very similar though, You because you're going to have a conversation with your children eventually as far as this is what this is for. That's what I mean. Genuine genuine charm is not people pleasing. They're not yeah. the same thing. They're not See, synonymous. Yeah. So. I, a charming person sets boundaries. A charming okay, person lets go. people know when they're not interested in something. A charming yeah. person challenges people. Like that's all a part of the game of somebody who's good at interacting with other people. Yeah. I was gonna say it's funny that y'all even bring this up because randomly the other day I was thinking about how like in high school, right? I wasn't um I I, I was I, I was a popular dude, right? I like I knew Grumping. everybody. I yeah, I kicked it with everybody, I was cool to everybody. And, but the only time I ever really, and I was just thinking about this the other day, the only time I ever really ran into any type of tiff with anybody is there was a couple people that was like, yo, Tim, you fake because you just be cool with everybody, mm. you know? And I'm like, that's, I'm just, I'm just trying to be cool with everybody, you know? And mm. this is me like, and not, not necessarily a kid, but I'm like 17, 18, just understanding that like I can be nice 
without being yeah. quote unquote fake. You but know? but there is a very thin line in between the two, depending right. on the person doing it. Because yeah. there's a lot of people who have that attitude, but they are a thousand percent being fake. Right. Mm. And they don't even realize it because these are people who will sit with Shannon and Shannon say, I don't like that Nikki girl. And they say, yeah, she's kind of annoying, right? It, because they want to be cool with Shannon. Right. And then Come when sit. Shannon's gone, and like, what's up, Nikki? How you been? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Fake as fuck. But to them, they're just trying to appease everybody. Word. Yeah. They don't want anybody to be mad at them or dislike them. So it's very easy to be one or the other. But then you got people who are just like, I don't like Nikki. <laughs> and you hanging out with Nikki. I know you don't like Nikki. You fake. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you know what? To an because extent, you like me. To an extent, I am fake. <laughs> if if we're out here talking about now, now let's switch from the raising babies, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. If we out here in this shit, right? Right. Like, yes, I am down to break bread with you, have a conversation, be cool with you, have a drink, because we're talking business. You yes. feel me? We're not trying to be best friends out here, so mm-hmm. I don't feel like me being nice to you is a part of building a relationship of like friendship yeah right we're building a working relationship so it's yeah. like i don't have to like you as a person of to course. build a working relationship yeah. with you but I, I don't consider that fake but i know why people would consider it fake right. because so many people in this world that's how they network let's be friends right yes. let's yes. hang out yeah, yeah we should grab a drink when they really want to work with right you, having, you know what i'm saying having one foot in a structured corporate world with the radio job and then working in this space it is so different i know the level of professionalism like you have to be professional there's certain things i can say can't say and when somebody says something to me that i'm going that's not professional whether you're trying to be my friend or not mm-hmm. because there are established boundaries in that space mm-hmm. then i understand that that's not being fake now when we get into this world like you said it's very blurred lines right there's no hr that i can talk to there's there's Mm -hmm. there's nothing there's nobody telling me that hey rick uh you know nikki if you go and hang out with rick this opportunity will come to you if you hang out over here this opportunity will come here and if you hang out here this opportunity will come here you kind of are navigating this space by yourself so some people want friendships from it because they think that's great and that's what it looks like but in reality it's like no everyone's still trying to be professional like how corporate people are but because there's no rules and regulations to how we work with one another it can be very fake there's no handbook i get a handbook when i go to my job right this is what you can do what you can say what you can wear what you can and cannot do i know how to act in that space Mm -hmm. and everybody there knows we're here to work yeah and and it depends on your definition of friendship because we were just talking about how like Budram, you consider me a close friend. You consider me to all you. You invite me to all your close events. Yes, I would invite you to all my personal events. I invited you to my wedding. Yeah, if I had a uh, uh, a baby, what do you I call them? Shit, gifts for your baby a shower. shower. Yes, that if I had a shower, it. I would have invited you. But like, we don't kick it. Yeah, we don't hang out regularly. I barely see this motherfucker Rick, and it's one of my bestest friends. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like it is what it is, and I think people kind of have this kind of like. what they think friendship is supposed to be right right? but Mm -hmm. i think my life opened up when i stopped committing myself to being real and was more interested in being curious so it wasn't like i don't like you i don't talk to you it's like well how can i make a connection with this person even though our first interaction wasn't great and so you might view that as fake like when you gave that example like i could literally sit beside you and be like rick is so fucking annoying and (laughs) then go say that to tim and then hang out and talk to you because i'm like let me give it another opportunity to see especially if i feel like there's something for me to gain from our connection like let me try again to see if there's another angle at this i think what makes it fake to me is the talking shit part you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying because well, the there's there's plenty of people bad. who yeah. i have like not good interactions with but i'm not sure about yeah i'm not gonna say anything about mm. how whack that interaction yeah. was to other people if i know i'm not gonna stop fucking with them you know what i'm saying then there's been people who i'm like i do not like this motherfucker but it's in a place where i have to be around them again well, and then the, the second form of communication yeah, right. but then the second time i'm around them I'm not talking to them. I'm not trying to be friendly, but their energy is different. I think, and I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, maybe he's not that bad. You know, you know one thing that makes someone real versus fake, or at least genuine, is that if the conversation did get brought up to Rick, like Rick, you was really talking shit about me. Rick would probably go, <laughs> "I was like, yes, yeah. I was," because I didn't know you then, and I really wasn't feeling your vibe then, and that is probably where 
someone and I've had those conversations. You know, someone <laughs> being genuine. I think the the term genuine versus real. You know, yeah. he can say like, yeah, I didn't know how I felt about you then. Mm-hmm. I said what I said, and I don't feel that way anymore. And yeah. that's where growth comes from, and actual friendships and connections develop, whether it's professional or in a you know close yeah. setting. Because or, I mean, we've told the story a bunch of times, but we did not like each other. Oh first. no, yeah. yeah. We were uh, very annoyed of each other for different reasons. Yeah, yeah. but kind of similar reasons. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, clearly, that wasn't actually what it was, you know what I'm saying, afterwards. But it was all about being genuine, and we know that. Yeah. It's not like we kept it a fucking secret from each yeah. other, you know what I'm saying? And I, I try to take that. I, try, I, I always use you and me as uh, I take that into consideration when I meet other people. Mm-hmm. That you know, suck. Yes, because I'm a very and you are as well. As mm-hmm. a, we were very like a quick to. Yes, God, this yeah. motherfucker is ugh. Yeah. But then I remember I was ugh with Rick, and yeah. when I first met him, and you know now we bestest buddies, mm-hmm. and like so now you know I, I'm, I'm like in my head I'm like all right let me give this motherfucker a second chance yeah. you know, and because of that. This is where we direct the shit talking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so if it is a, this is what fucking Shannon, what the fuck? I'm not gonna say it to Nikki. I'm not gonna say it to that. He girl. knows I'm gonna who say to talk Tim, shit you know to. What I'm saying? Cause that his Cause friend. It could stay there. Yeah. Well, he be telling shit now, <laughs> but for a long time, married. it would stay to. there. <laughs> I have to. Right, <laughs> but what I gotta do. But if you're real like me and Rick and everybody here, then you will like, comment, subscribe, share. <laughs> Thank you for watching another episode of the No Chaser Podcast. I thought we, we had questions from the people. Oh, we'll, here, stay for another one. We'll do that. Uh, thank she you. She has breasts to pump. I'm gonna take all of her milk. Stop <laughs> trying to leave. Can we do one question? Sure, if you want. I just want to talk I mean, to the people. We're here till six, so sure, if you want. She's like, why do you want to yeah. talk to me? I want to talk to them. Um, let's see. Okay, Shannon, okay. this ain't that kind of podcast. We don't care about them. <laughs> I don't care about you. Um, On my podcast launching, I'll care deeply about you. Uh, this oh, one is because she ain't got no personality. I'm thinking real good. So oh, do you? What's up? Sorry, I've been drinking. I've been drinking. <laughs> Now these what questions are says. whack. Thank you for watching another episode of No Chaser Podcast. Thank <laughs> you to Sham Budran for showing up and 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 showing out. Uh, I'm Tim Chantarangsu. I'm Ricky Shucks. I'm Nikki Blades. Hey, Shannon, do you have anything you want to plug? I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Okay, cool. Oh Thank you for watching. <laughs> uh, bye. <laughs>